Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Welcome to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm Jonathan Shuttlesworth on YouTube, Facebook, and our brand new Revival Today TV app, which we now can see your comments. Good to see you, Andrew, Robin, watching on Revival Today TV. Everybody uh, where you're at, I'd love to see where you're watching from. Zambia, good to have you. Paula, Chansey, Eric, Kristen, glad you're here. Today's title, 20 plus promises God made to you that no one can ever change. I try to keep these broadcasts as timeless as possible so that if somebody watches 10 years from now, I'm not uh, talking about something that people have no clue about, but uh, whenever you're watching, if you're watching live, then you know. If you're watching years from now, America just went through one of the wildest things that it's ever gone through. Certainly nobody that's alive right now went through anything like uh, what we've just been through. We had a, a, a virus that got out of a lab in China that went worldwide. Of course, it's not just America. It, it's the nations of the world. And uh, all of the governors locked down. You know, I'm talking to people like 10 years from now. So you weren't allowed to go to work. You, weren't, you, you were supposed to stay home for months. They told us it was going to be two weeks. Then it, it just stretched indefinitely. And during that time, the economy crashed very quickly. We're talking March uh, 2020, if, if you want to go back and look it up. And when that happened, you know, I know I read a lot. So I know the thing that's most affected when people's money tightens up or goes away, the first thing they stop doing is charitable giving, giving to ministries in the natural. That's the first thing people cut back on. Can't blame them. You're not going to feed other people's hungry children if you can't feed your own hungry children. Your own children are going to be priority number one. So uh, I knew that and I thought, man, it's probably going to take a miracle for me just to stay alive, and it'll be just an extra miracle if I'm able to keep my buildings and, and staff and all the things that God's given me in the ministry. This is going to be a, a rough time. But, you know, God gave me a plan. God gave me two things, which I, I won't get into. Do this and do this. And not only did we not go down. Good to see you, California. We're on pace to have the best year by far in every metric you can measure it by that we've ever had. And it's, it's inexplicable in the natural. But it, it, in regards to God's word and faith, it's explainable. That's the only way you can explain it, is the hand of God and the veracity of God's word. And it's given me a new, a new confidence in God that there's nothing that'll ever happen that'll cause me to ever feel like I'm going backwards. Uh, there's nothing that has the power to do that because if God is for me, the Bible says, who can be against me? The title of today's broadcast, 20 plus promises, because I don't know how many I'm going to get to, but I'm going to try to get at least 20 in. And I don't have them written down. I'm going to write them with you. 20 plus promises God made to you that nobody can ever change. The Illuminati can't change it. The governments of this world can't change it. God's word is the highest. If God said it, 
He'll carry it out. People do not have the power to alter what's come out of God's mouth. But if you don't know what's come out of God's mouth, then it's like there's a bag full of checks somewhere that you don't know about that have your name on them and you don't know anything about them. That's the, the riches of God's word. Hebrews eleven six, The Bible says that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I want you to write that in your notes. God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, 8, godliness is profitable unto all things, holding value in the life that now is and the life that is to come. In other words, it's not all heaven. God's not just concerned with eternity. God's concerned with your life right now. He made provision for your life right now. The Bible says pertaining to all things uh, that have to do with life and godliness. Let's understand some things about the promises of God, shall we? Turn to Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. Galatians 3, verse 21. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by bondmaid, the other by the free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was born by promise. Which things are an allegory? For these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou, that tra travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which hath a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. And the Bible says that that promise brings life. So number one, I want you to know, because what happened when Abraham received that promise? It gave him hope and it gave life. It caused the man that couldn't have a child to have a child and the woman that was barren to have a son. Number one, the promise, understanding the promises of God bring life. What do I mean by that? When you know that your life is not up for grabs. You know, during that lockdown time that I mentioned, suicide, calls to the suicide hotline, went through the roof, up 300% in some counties. People calling, they're going to kill themselves. How come I never felt like killing myself? Because my, my life's not up for grabs. You know, all the devil has to do to get you depressed it is to think that you don't have a future. There's no light at the, at the end of the tunnel. I, I, I'm in this miserable condition. I'm always going to be in this miserable condition. The first thing God's promises in his word do is they let you know. You're not going to finish like you started. In fact, let me add that to the list. And write that down. I'm not going to finish like I started. 
My life's not up for grabs. The devil doesn't get to determine my destiny. When I line up with God, my destiny has been determined by his word. And his word doesn't say I'm going down. His word says I go from glory to glory, victory to victory, and strength to strength. So I have no reason to despair if God is for me, who or what can be against me? Number two, and these aren't promises, these are the intro, this is the introduction. The promises of God ensure that I get what others don't get. Life doesn't have to be normal. That's one thing you, you find out very early on reading the Bible. Every kid, that's why Jesus blessed childlike faith. I mean, if you listen to my daughter talk after reading the Bible, man, you know, hey, Dad, why don't we get our own plane instead of using the airport plane? It would be quicker. You know, the, the Word of God puts faith in you that you can have things differently than the rest of the world has it. It takes some religious person to talk you out of it. But if you don't let them, you fly. First Kings 17, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I've instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering these few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. That's another thing the promises of God do. The promises of God remove fear. Again, she, what was she saying? I'm going to die. I don't have enough. Elijah came with the word of the Lord, and the word of the Lord lets you know you don't have to fear because God has promises for you. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends the rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. No matter how much they used, there was always plenty left over, just as the Lord had pro promised through Elijah. So by one promise that she received, in the midst of a famine when everybody else was starving, she had more than enough. The promises of God, when you, when you lay hold to them, they allow you to live on a different plane. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You get what others don't get. Now, understand this. Numbers 23, 19. Numbers, the 23rd chapter, the 19th verse. Key scripture in the Bible. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man, so he doesn't lie. He's not a man, so he doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Write this in your notes. God is too faithful to fail. This is not guesswork. Listen, this is not a book of encouraging things that God said. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man, so he doesn't lie. He's not human, so he doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? 
has he ever promised and not carried it through? Anything you can find in this book that God said, God will always be faithful to carry it out to the person who believes it in their heart and speaks it with their mouth. That way you never become one of those Christians that says, well, I know the Bible says that, but um, I, what? If he said it, he'll do it. He's too faithful to fail. Acts 10.34, another thing, important thing to understand about the promises of God. Acts 10.34. Acts 10.34. God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. God is no, uh, in the New Living Translation, Peter said, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. Verse 35, but in every nation, he accepts or receives those who fear him and do what is right. So that helps you as well because, in fact, let me show you another scripture to piggyback on Acts 10, 34 and 35. James chapter 5, the Bible says about Elijah, James 5, 17, Elijah was as human as we are. Yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for the next three and a half years. The Bible's telling you, because this would be another thing that would get you to miss the great promises of God. Is if you think, well, Elijah was special. Peter was special. Actually, the more you read about them, you find out how unspecial they are. Elijah battled uh, depression to the point of suicide. Peter said all kinds, Peter denied Christ. To children, to, to girls at a campfire. The Bible says they were as human as we are, but they tapped in to God's promises. They weren't walking around with a glowing halo around their head. They were flesh, like me and like you. It was their faith in God's word and his promises that set them apart. So you don't read those, man, must have, been wild, must have been great to be Elijah. Oh, man, but I'm just, no. They're normal. The Bible says God's no respecter of persons. What do you see him do for one? So in other words, you don't even have to have a direct promise from the Bible. Whatever you see him do for someone, you say, Father, your word says you're no respecter of persons. Just like you gave a baby to Hannah when she couldn't have a baby. I'm asking you to open my womb in Jesus' name, and God will do it. God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for anyone. Then, understand this. Luke 55, or, or sorry, there is no Luke 55. Isaiah 55, 6 through 11. Isaiah 55, 6 through 11. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, 
and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. What word? This. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Verse 12, I'll add with it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Hallelujah. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the fields shall clap their hands. So God said, when I send out my word, it will never return void. It will always accomplish the thing that I sent it to do. And that's why it's so important to speak God's word out of your mouth. The Bible says then it'll cause you to go out with joy, and there'll be so much joy even the trees will clap their hands. Jeremiah 1.12. Then the Lord said to me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. The Bible says that God watches over his word to perform it. Let me see how it says it in the New Living, Jeremiah 1.12. And the Lord said, that's right. It means I'm watching over my word, and I will certainly carry it out. God watches over his word to perform it. God is in heaven watching over his word to see to it that it gets done. This book will never fail you. Jesus said it's a solid foundation. The man who builds his life on this word. You know, I'm not on any antidepressants. I never have been. I've put other people on antidepressants, but I've never been on it myself. Because this book, when you read it, it's very difficult to have worry or anxiety about the future. My life is on a sure foundation. I'll tell you, after COVID-19, you have a hard time, the devil would have his hands full trying to get me to worry about anything because God not only took care of us, inexplicably, he multiplied us, just like he said. So the outside world has no ability to affect God's word. I'd like you to write this down. I'd like you to say it several times today, and I'd like you to never forget it. My life is not governed by the world. Let's put it like this. My life is not determined by the world. My life is governed by God's word. My life is not determined by the world. They were saying back in March of this year, we think uh, 6 million people are going to die. You stand a 5% chance of dying. No, you don't get to make that decision. 
on the news. God said, as we'll read, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. I'll order my angels to protect you wherever you go. All right, now that we've done the introduction, let's get in to 20, let's see how many promises we can get to. Nice to see you, Paula, Missy, great to see you, Kristen, Pamela, Jesse, the Garate kid, Maria, another evangelist, Beulah, nice to see you. Is this going on live now? I don't know if you see the red blinking live sign in the top corner, but there's your, there's your clue. Heidi, nice to see you. God bless every one of you. Glad you took time to watch. 20 plus promises God made to you that no one can ever change. Let's start in Deuteronomy 28. And then we'll write them down as we see them. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings. So they're not, here's some of the blessings God has and then some of them will come to you. No, you will experience, say that where you're at, I will experience all these blessings if you simply obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Let's make that number one. God will bless my children. And I'm writing it in first person. I'm writing it to me because I want you to write it like that. God will bless my children. Say this and understand this. You're never wrong when you quote God. So they've told you a bunch of negative reports about your child. He can't pay attention. He has bad behavior. Don't start repeating it out of your own mouth. Say, Father, I thank you that you said in Deuteronomy 28, verse 4, that you will bless my children. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They'll attack you from one direction, but they'll run from you in seven. The Lord, num promise number two, God will conquer my enemies. So I don't have to worry about people rising up against me. God will conquer my enemies. Deuteronomy 28, 7. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do, and will fill your storehouses with grain. What does that mean to have your storehouses filled with grain? Number three, storehouse isn't daily, isn't your, your meal. Storehouse is extra in supply. Number three, this will change your life. Before any need arises, God will supply the provision ahead of time. Deuteronomy 28.8. Before any need arises, God will supply the provision ahead of time. You don't have to play from behind. He'll fill your storehouses with grain. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you're a people claimed by God and they'll stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity. 
Deuteronomy 28, 11, God will give me prosperity. Deuteronomy 28, 11. So I'd put in parentheses under that. I'll never be poor. I will never be poor. Because God promised he'll give me prosperity. If your parents were poor, if your grandparents were poor, if there's no record of anybody ever having enough in your whole lineage, that can die with you today. And it all starts with believing and speaking the word of God. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. Well, if God will bless your children, and he said he'll give you numerous children, number five, God promised me the ability to have children. So it's not a hope, man, I'd like to have children. God said in his word, I'll bless you with many children. You can, you can hold him to his word. Deuteronomy 28, 11. Numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You own a business or whatever, that's a great one. Number six, God will Bless the work of my hand. My business won't struggle. God will bless the work of my hand, put in parentheses, my business will not struggle. That's Deuteronomy 28, 12. You will lend to many, but you shall not borrow. Number seven, I will never require loans to carry out God's plan for my life. I will never require loans to carry out God's plan for my life. You will lend only, but you shall not borrow. It's plain as day. And that actually goes hand in hand with him saying your, your uh, storehouse will be filled with grain. Because if your storehouses are filled, and number three is true, before any, any need arises, God will supply the provision ahead of time. Well, if you're never in need, a loan requires a need. And God said he'll never allow you to be in financial need. Always in a position of financial overflow to help people. If you ever do this, people say, oh, I see, he's just trying to sell books. Well, I didn't write them for people to not read them. This is on Amazon right now, or you can order it on revivaltoday.com. If the financial stuff piques your interest, these are financial overflow, 10 Bible principles to unlock heaven's unending supply. These are 10 things I found in God's Word that took Adalas and I from struggling to not struggling. 
You can get that right now, wherever you're at. Nice to see you, Carla. 13. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and be careful to make, obey them, the Lord will make you always the head and never the tail. You will always be on top. You'll never be at the bottom. Number eight, what does that mean? The last battle I've ever lost will be the last battle I ever lose. I'm putting an exclamation point on that one. That's Deuteronomy 28:13. Number eight, 20 plus promises God made to you that no one can ever change. The last battle I've ever lost will be the last battle I ever lose. He didn't say sometimes you'll be the head, sometimes you'll be the tail, sometimes you'll be on top, but how many know sometimes we're at the bottom? No, you'll always be on top, never at the bottom. You'll always be the head, never the tail. 20 plus promises God made to you that nobody can ever change. The world does not have the power to change these things. That's how I know I'm not going through the tribulation. Jonathan, do you think we're in the tribulation right now? No, because I'm here. And I, I, I have these promises that negate. That's why God's children, the church, are going to have to be lifted out of the earth before the Antichrist can destroy the earth because while we're here, we're rebuilders of the waste places, repairs of the breach. Turn to Joshua chapter 1. Just a couple of pages to the right. Let's get some more. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given to you. Verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Promise number 9, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Number nine, God removes the power from any adversary I face. To harm me. Obviously, that's not just talking about robbers and burglars. That's people that want to sue you. That's anybody that comes against you. God said, I'll never allow anybody to stand against you as long as you live. Joshua 1, verse 5. I will never fail you. Promise number 10. God will never, hallelujah, fail me. Joshua 1, 5. God will never fail me. Should say that out loud. God will never fail. He's too faithful to fail. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Number 11, God will never abandon me. Sometimes I just feel like God's not with me. Well, that's your problem. 
Stop going by how you feel. Say what the Bible says. Father, I thank you that you said in your word that you'll never abandon me. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Has the world ended yet? It has not. Then I know he's with me. Number six, be strong and courageous, for you are the one to lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Don't deviate from it, either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Follow this book of instruction continually. Don't deviate from it. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Number 12, God will cause me to succeed in everything, not most things, everything I do. That's Joshua 1.7. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in everything you do. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you whithersoever thou goest. Turn to Psalm 1, the first Psalm. Hope you're enjoying these. You can take these and live by them. They're not, you know, pie in the sky, pixie dust talk. This thing is backed by the, the integrity of God, and it works. Even, you notice, and that's why in the, in the intro, I went through God's no respecter of persons. So notice, what God does for one, he'll do for anyone. When he told Joshua, I'll give you good success, I'll conquer your enemies, and then Joshua was writing it down, God didn't say, hey, don't write that down. That's just my agreement between me and you. I'm not doing that for everybody. No, it's written in perpetuity for anybody that wants to lay hold of it. It actually says in the scriptures, what I say to one, I say to all. God doesn't play favorites. He has no favorites that can get away with evil, and he has no favorites that, you know, I'll, that's why when people teach against prosperity and they, or healing, they say, well, yes, the Bible talks about healing, but not everybody gets that. Everybody can. Well, yes, God, yes, God does bless some people, but some people, he doesn't want to bless. No. He's got one will for everybody, and it's found right here in the Bible. Aren't you glad? Psalm 1. Oh, the joys of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in every season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Number 13. As I serve God, No storm can move me or hinder my fruitfulness. That's a promise. Whatever bad things the devil's planning to come on the earth, the Bible says when I make my delight in his law, I'm like a tree planted by the river. Can't be moved. 
Nothing has the ability to wither my leave. I'm fruitful in every season. Okay. Yeah, Psalm 1. 1 to 3. Go to Psalm 91. This will probably round out 20 easy. So we might actually go over 20 promises today. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Number 14, God will protect me from all Deadly diseases. Psalm 91. He will cover you with his feathers. He'll shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Don't be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Don't dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 are dying all around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. Number 15, no evil will get the better of me. That's evil plans, evil attacks. If it comes straight from hell, it does not have power to take me out. Let me change it to that. No evil has power to take me out. Hallelujah. Psalm 91. No evil has power to take me out. That's why I'm not concerned about witches. That's why I'm not concerned about what they're planning at the United Nations. No evil has the power to take me out. No e- and I'm writing these first. I'm not doing this so you can hear the promises God made me. I'm writing them in the first person so you can say them. No evil has the power to take me out. No plague will come near your home. Number 16, God will keep my home. free so that's your whole family everything in your house when obed edom took the ark of the covenant it not only brought the blessing of god into his home with the family the animals started to have more animals became fruitful god will keep my home free from plague which is incurable sickness and disease praise god Number 17, he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Number 17, angels accompany and protect me everywhere I go. Hallelujah. 
well, you're going to a very dangerous place. It doesn't matter. They go with me everywhere. Psalm 91. Angels accompany and protect me everywhere I go. 20 plus promises God made to you that no one can ever change. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. Promise number 18. God will rescue me. If I fall into trouble. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer them. Number 19. When I pray, God not only hears me, He will answer me. And it's not, well, yes, he will answer you. Sometimes he'll say no. No, he answers according to how you ask, scripturally. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Whatsoever thing you ask when you pray, believing you, that you've received it, it will be yours. Number 19, when I pray, God not only hears me, he will answer me. I will be with them in trouble. Number 20. God doesn't, God won't leave me when trouble comes. God doesn't say, yeah, once you get everything sorted out and everything's cool, then come back and see me. No. You know, when trouble comes, a lot of your friends go away. You stop getting phone calls from people. You don't hear from too many people. A pastor friend of mine got arrested this year for having service in his own church. He said, basically, you've been the only one who's called me. <laughs> people go missing when you're in trouble, and then once you're back on top, then they all come and find you. You ever watch all those athletes that um, are lottery winners? whatever, where they get success and all their cousins come out of the woodwork and everything, and then they hit bottom, and they're all gone. But God said, I'll be with you in trouble. He stood with the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, and he'll stand with you in trouble. He's a great God. The Bible says he's a very present help in time of trouble. What a great God. And he's not just with you to be with you. I will rescue and honor them. 21, God will rescue. So he's not just with you in trouble. He's there to deliver you. God will rescue me out of all trouble. That's legal trouble. That's all kinds of trouble.
I will reward them with long life and show them my salvation. With long life will I satisfy them and show them my salvation. 22, God will give me long life. In parentheses, no tragedy or sickness has power to cut my life short. Psalm 91, 16. God will give me long life. No tragedy or sickness has power to cut my life short. Psalm 91, 16. There's 22 promises. Isn't that great? God will give me long life. No tragedy. I don't have to wonder. I hope I don't get this virus. I already made up my mind. If God said I can have long life, I'm in agreement with God. I'm going to have long life. I'm not dying today. I already made up my mind about it. I have more to do. I'm not dying tomorrow either. Not dying anytime soon because the Bible says with long life, 70 or 80 years by reason of strength, 70 minimum, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. My friend, your future is bright. I don't care what they're saying on the news. The news doesn't determine where I'm going. God's word determines where I'm going. And he knows the plan that he has for me. Plans to prosper me and never to harm me. Plans to give me a hope and a future. Lorianne said, what's number 21? 21, God will rescue me out of all trouble. With long life. God will give me long life. That's what God said. So what do you do when life looks the opposite of these things? Because if you're, you say, wow, it must be, be nice for that to be true. It is true. Resist the devil and he'll flee. What is bringing things into your life that's the opposite of what God said? Directly or indirectly, it comes from the devil. That's why in the millennium, there won't be any of that. So you resist. How do you resist? With the word. What did Jesus do when Satan himself came to him? It is written. It is written. It is written. And away he went. Believe the word. Speak the word. And God watches over that word to make it good in your life. You'll have what God said. However this year has started... The latter end will be glorious. That's a promise from God's word. Do you notice what all these things are contingent upon? There was a part for you to play in all of it. If you will honor me, if you will serve me, if you'll obey my word, if you'll make your refuge in me. You have a part to play. God told Joshua, if you'll serve me and not serve any of the gods of this land. Have you ever given your full life to Jesus Christ? Or are you living your own way? You live your own way, your life's up for grabs. You have to settle with God. You are my God. 
I am your child. I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll say what you tell me to say. I'll go where you tell me to go. I'll cut out of my life what you told me to cut out of my life so that I can have these promises, not just for me, but for my children and my children's children. You know, it only takes one person in a family to break every negative thing out of your life and say, my children are never going to have to fight the battles I fought because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you've never done that, I want you to call me and pray right now. Number 412-440-1412. Call right now. We're waiting to pray with you. I want you to pray. I want you to get things right with God. 412-440-1412. Call right now. Settle things with God. And after you finish praying with us, I'm going to send you something that I've made just for people who surrendered their life to the Lord. To help you live the Christian life. Love you, Robert, in Tampa. Love you too, Daisha. I'll see you soon. I'll be down in, in uh, your, your neck of the woods in Texas. Thank you, Diana. Oh, can you call with a praise report? You certainly can. Would love to hear it. Call the same number. 412-440-1412. I want to give you the opportunity. You know what? Let me pray for you first. Father, I thank you for these great and precious promises that we have from your word that set us above the nations of the earth. That our lives are not governed by random happenings. Our lives are governed by your great word. I pray for every woman, every man that's watching me right now. I loose your presence into their home. Fill their heart with faith, overcoming faith to take ground. Let them see the way forward by the Spirit in Jesus' name. As they claim these promises and speak these promises, I thank you that they become a reality in their life. Conquer their enemies. Bless their children. Supply their needs before they arise. Let them never lose another battle. Take the power. Strip the power from their adversaries. Thank you that you never fail us. Thank you that you never abandon us. Thank you that you're with us in trouble. In Jesus' name, thank you for a glorious destiny. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. Just begin to thank God out of your mouth. And I want you today to speak these promises. That's why I had you write them down. Say them out of your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want to give you, this is a new material I produced, the coming second wave. What does the future hold? You want to know what the future holds? I'm going to let you know in this article I wrote what God showed me. From the Word. It's me and my friend, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. And I write about the coming second wave. I'm also, if you enjoyed all these, this talk about promises, these are God's promises in the realm of sickness and disease. I'm going to send these to everybody who sows a seed today. Today we start preaching the gospel 
on the entire continent of Africa five times a week in prime time. So you think about what missionaries used to have to do and now what we're going to do. I'm believing to stand with me to do that. I'm believing for 72 people that will sow $1,000, $1,000 seed to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the entire continent of Africa and the entire continent of the United Kingdom. Everyone that sows anything, I'm going to send you these two. If you sow a thousand, if you're one of the 72, so you can just put in the memo or whatever, I'm one of the 72. Don't worry if you're not, but those that the Lord spoke to is that you feel, I want to stand with you, Jonathan, and sow a thousand dollar seed to get the gospel out. I'm going to send you this Dake Annotated Reference Bible. They're going to put all the ways you can give up right now. I have 30 seconds till I go off air. Hashtag donate on Facebook. If you're in the United States, cash app, dollar sign RT give. You can always mail it the old-fashioned way. P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. You can always go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for standing with me. See you tomorrow. great meeting in South Dakota. I was just watching that clip. That was a great meeting in South Dakota. That was the week before everything locked down. That was, that was awesome. Thank you for giving. Thank you for staying with me to get the gospel out. Revivaltoday.com. You can click give now. Yeah, somebody said they're not a techie. Put the address up on the screen one more time. You make it out to Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. But whoever said you're not a techie, you got to be a little, a little bit of one because you, uh, you found how to watch me on Facebook. You're not, you're not giving yourself enough credit. Thank you, Nancy. Things look like they're improving in Arizona. God bless you, Kristen. Thanks, Shay. Love you all so much. God bless you, Pamela. God bless you, Venkat. Where are you watching from?
If you've not got the uh, Revival Today TV app, you can do that. Google Play or the, the App Store on Apple. I would encourage you to do that today. Hey, Didi, congratulations. Hope the wedding went well. I wasn't invited. Ah, Chennai. Did I meet you when I came to Chennai or not? Not that, not that anyone cares, but that's the best fried chicken I've ever had in my life was out, out there in Chennai, India. Well, a few bonus minutes on Facebook and YouTube. I love you. Thanks for getting the app. You can comment there now. I would encourage you to start watching on Revival Today TV as quickly as you can because Facebook and YouTube are probably going to tighten down leading up to the presidential election. Yeah, I was there, Venkat. I preached in Chennai for, uh, I'm trying to think how long we were there. Three days or something. I got a special guest joining me towards the end of the week. Have the best day you've ever had. We'll check the news tonight. I love you. God bless you. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.